0: Hello, welcome to the Valley View podcast episode 136. Mm. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Matt watching him trying to figure out the right way to start this timer. Got it. Got there it. we go. 30 minutes from now, we'll <laughs> what, be what done. What
1: episode is this?
0: 136. I
1: 136.
0: Think. I'll make sure. But okay, when I looked five minutes ago, it was.
1: Um, I'm really looking forward to the content today.
0: <clears throat> are you? Why are you looking forward to the content today? Uh,
1: hmm. I think, um, I think we're going to get into some areas of life that I enjoy talking about.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. I, ha- I have high hopes for this podcast. Where would you put your hopes at for this particular pod? I
0: don't know. I just feel normal about it. I should probably read the New City Catechism statement while you do the ad read.
1: Okay. Well, it uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, gentlemen. Uh, today's episode is being sponsored by Whitman's Chocolate Candies. Now is the time to order ahead for your sweetheart on Valentine's Day. Who doesn't love chocolate? Order a box of 8, 24, 48, or 96 chocolates for your sweetie Snookums. Maybe they will even share.
0: I hate this ad (laughs) read.
1: Maybe they'll even share with you. Don't settle for Hershey's or Palmer or Brock's. Insist on Whitman's, the leader in mass consumption chocolate since 1941. Thanks, Whitman. Tyler uh, has had a week of lunch appointments. We're going to get to that first. Um, We're also going to talk about idiosyncrasies today, (laughs) personal idiosyncrasies. And we're also going to hit question three of the New City Catechism. But let's kick it off with Tyler's big, big week of lunch appointments. Okay. Okay. So tell us, just give us the framework. Uh, I don't know why
0: you wanted to talk about this, but sure. Yeah, let's go for it.
1: I'm I'm advocating for the listener here for what they want to hear about. Uh tell us just tell us uh like Monday you where'd you go and who are you with? You don't have to name names, but just general description. Monday through Thursday, tell us the framework. You want every
0: day? Yeah, sure. Okay. Monday I had lunch with two youth pastors in Eden Prairie. And I had dinner with a kid who graduated well, he's not really a kid, he's like three years younger than me, but a kid who graduated from our youth group Hmm. the first year I was here. Tuesday I had lunch with oh no, I'm already free. Oh uh, Tuesday I had lunch with some Catholics. Ah, that's fun. How about that? Yeah. Uh then Where did yes- you go? Uh we I went to Noodles.
1: Noodles and Company. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then yesterday, when I start looking at my schedule, I'm like on the spot so I'm like concerned I'm going to forget. Um yesterday I had I had lunch with someone and I'm looking up who it is right now. Mm. Thankfully it won't take too long. The problem is I just ate a cookie so I keep almost coughing. <clears throat> okay, yesterday I had lunch at uh cafe zupa oh with emily and with another student who used to like graduated from here oh zupa all right Mm -hmm. she had to go back to school like today so we met yesterday
1: okay okay
0: and then today i had lunch with a guy who his i had his siblings in youth group um but i never had him Mm -hmm. and i was originally going to try to get him to be a small group leader and then before the meeting i found out that I wasn't going to be able to get to be a small group leader, Mm -hmm. but I was like, you know, I guess I could still hang out with him even if there's no agenda. So, and it was fun because I know his siblings really well, but I don't know him super well. So it was fun to like get to know him a little bit. He's super cool.
1: Tyler, do you ever get nervous on the way to a lunch appointment?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: What kind of things make you nervous about a lunch appointment?
0: Well, I mean, I just, I want to make sure that it's not like weird and awkward, (laughs) which I feel like you have said that you feel the same way. Like on this podcast, I feel like you've talked about how In a lunch meeting, you're like, you really don't want any silence.
1: Uh yeah, that's probably true. That might be like a slight overstatement. Like
0: sorry, I'm I'm good for that. Don't
1: want any silence. Uh but I do um yeah, but the general tenor of that comment is true. Okay. Like um, I do kind of feel compelled to find ways to keep the conversational ball rolling so it doesn't fall off the table while we're sitting there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that too now honestly. Do you? I'm Yeah, like I honestly would say that I'm like pretty terrified of an extended silence in a lunch meeting. But uh, but that's I that's only <laughs> true in meetings that I feel like I'm like in quotations like leading, you know? But I feel like every meeting that I had this week, well, the, the Monday one, I was fine if it was silent because I didn't feel like I was leading it. It was just a bunch of youth pastors. But the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like I was older than the people. I had had some sort of authority over them at some point in their lives. A lot of them.
1: Even the Catholics?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. um But the Catholics, like I called the meeting, like we were all like peers, but I was like, hey, we should get lunch. Cool. So I felt like as the initiator, same thing. I kind of like had to keep it going. Nice. So, yeah.
1: How, uh, what was your approach there? Just give us a window, your time with the the Catholic um ministers priests whatever they were yeah yeah um, how did you um you're just getting to know them like this is your first time with them right yeah tell us what the shape of the conversation was was there a lot of get to know you stuff right away and did you get into any theological stuff later
0: well yeah so basically like um I was hanging out with them because I invited like every like every church need I mean maybe someone listening to this podcast would say like the Catholic church does not count as inviting a church, but I did invite the mm. Catholic church. Um, <clears throat> I invited every church need and pray to this concert that we're having later this month. Yeah. Um, and I said that my two stated reasons for that were because I want students need and pray to get a chance to get together in the name of Jesus. And because I wanted to get a chance to get to know the other youth pastors in my town. Um, and so they responded and they actually like are advertising for the concert at their church. And they were like, yeah, let's get lunch. Hmm. So we got lunch. Mm-hmm um and so yeah a lot of it was like get to know you um and then near the end then we started talking theology it was a very long lunch i was with them for like three hours it was very fun so i asked them about like mary and purgatory and stuff like that did you feel like um you gave each other space
1: uh to figure out what you wanted to eat to go through the ordering thought process because that to me gets tricky
0: sometimes that was not where i thought you were gonna go (laughs) i mean yeah it's noodles you just walk up and order
1: Okay. Well, you know, sometimes it can be tricky uh, when, if you feel like you've got to keep the conversation up, even while people are trying to figure out what to order.
0: Oh, n- no, I didn't feel like that. Okay. I did not feel like that was awkward. So it worked out well. No, I just, yeah, we talked while we were in line. And then I, well, I mean, I think we had all been to noodles a lot mm, because I okay. literally just like stopped talking and looked and ordered. And then, <laughs> okay, that helps the other people ordered and then we went Nate.
1: <laughs> okay. It's not like you're at a restaurant where you got to look at the menu and figure it out. Put some time into
0: it. Yeah, but I don't think that would stress me out too much anyways. Like, because oh, okay. I just look and decide. Hmm. I don't know. I have a former student. I don't think she'll listen to this, but she's, she says that when she goes out to eat, she will look at the menu and decide two or three things that she'd be okay with and then not decide and just say whatever comes out when the waiter comes.
1: Really? Isn't that isn't
0: that funny? <laughs> that I thought that was funny. so funny.
1: What uh, What advice can you give us for lunch appointments?
0: <laughs> um... You should have it go an hour or less, mm. unless you want it to be longer.
1: <laughs> okay, good. Uh, good call. Like if it if you're sitting there at a lunch appointment and it's creeping past an hour, you start to get a little bit fancy.
0: No, not. But no. It just it just depends on like what your purpose. Like if you what I'm saying is like don't make it shorter than like 45 minutes to an hour.
1: Don't plan on it being shorter than 40
0: not don't, don't plan on that. And unless there's like a really good reason to cut it short, like have it go wow. an hour.
1: Yeah, because otherwise what?
0: Because otherwise it just feels like really short. And like, especially if it's like a, like you're getting to know them. I feel like if I was the person, I'd be like, oh, cool, they got to know me for 25 minutes and then left. <laughs> you know, like if you're hanging out with someone, you can give them like 45 minutes to an hour of your time.
1: I was with um, a guy at a lunch appointment. This has probably been about a year ago. Not It's not someone that goes... To our church but um he would ask me a question and then he would look down and play with his phone while I was um answering the question
0: how did you feel about that
1: I felt bad I uh. felt bad about that
0: mm.
1: I, I felt uh I felt like I was not being listened to um how would you feel if that happened to you
0: um I don't think I would feel as bad as you did but I would notice just like <laughs> from what I know of you and from what we know of each other like yeah uh, I, like I think I would just I don't know is that
1: accept? Should I just realize that that's acceptable behavior for people that are? You know, oh, it's not exactly. It's,
0: it's in the like, dude, it's, oh, was it like a younger person?
1: Uh, Yeah, he was probably 28, 29, 30, somewhere there.
0: Okay, it's like, that's in the range of things that is not acceptable, but not necessarily confrontable.
1: Huh, okay, like, tell there, us about the difference. Well, then.
0: there's like a zone there where, okay, this is, we need to switch topics soon, because we are just two guys talking about our day right now. Um, if you say so. You don't think it is. You think this is good. I think. You think this is comedy gold.
1: I think. I think our listeners are benefiting from this content.
0: Okay. I think there is mm-hmm. a range of things that are not acceptable. Like you shouldn't do them. Like they're socially like this is like taboo or like a no or like you shouldn't. Like you just you're being dumb. Okay. And yet, they're not bad enough. That it, like they're they're of a level that if you confront it, unless you do it in like a like a really really wise and tactful way, mm-hmm. you're gonna come off as the one in the wrong. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. because right. because
0: something like being on your phone during a meeting mm-hmm. like I think most people would say like you shouldn't do that like that's mm-hmm. kind of lame yeah um but if you stop somebody in the middle of a meeting and say hey could you put your phone away like that's going to come off as you being kind of like mm. pushy or full of yourself like particular something like that
1: okay I, I think I understand so if this guy the same guy if he had in the middle of the meal like uh, slipped off his sandals and put his bare feet up on the table, propped his feet up. That would be confrontable. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But if he was just exhibiting the behavior I described with the phone and the questions, then not confrontable. I understand. I think good terms.
0: And, and some of that, I think like whether or not it's confrontable has to do with what it's going to look like. If you are like, what, what is going to be assumed about you if you confront it? Mm. Because if you say like, I need you to get off your phone, like the other person, for better or for worse it's probably going to hear like oh they just like really want me to pay attention to them (laughs) like they like really need me to listen to them like they're like they think they're a really big deal that i can't be on my phone when i'm around them
1: so how does how does this come off here's my best attempt at what i could have said right okay hey let's just say his name was tony hey tony um was that his name i don't think so i actually don't remember his name oh
0: wow must be a while ago let's
1: just say it's tony hey tony um I just want you to know, like, when you ask me a question and then I'm getting the answer, but while I'm talking, you're, like, looking down at your phone and playing with your phone, it makes me feel like you're not listening and don't care.
0: I mean, you could say that if you want. I don't think I ever would. I don't mm. think you ever would either. No. I've, yeah.
1: No chance. I think
0: that that's the way you go about it if you're going to confront it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's all I have to say.
1: Okay, let's move on. Um, idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I came in to Tyler's office a couple hours ago, said, do you have any ideas for what to talk about on the pod today? Tyler said, what, what if we talk about quirkiness or quirks? I said, okay, I'm all in kind of settled settled on this idea of idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, how would you define idiosyncrasies, Tyler?
0: Uh, things that you do that are like, you kind of unique to you mm-hmm. that, other people can notice. Okay. So
1: are they always negative?
0: No, absolutely not. Okay. Sometimes I I think that spouses often think that their spouse's idiosyncrasies are cute.
1: Oh, okay. hmm
0: I will say as a, just as like an introductory statement about idiosyncrasies that I was biting my tongue from saying at lunch because I wanted to say it on the podcast so you could hear it, <laughs> so, so that the people could hear it on the podcast. I have noticed about myself that I don't usually notice idiosyncrasies right away um but you, then your,
1: your own or other other, people? other people's okay, we okay. can talk
0: about my own I'm assuming we'll get there but um oh yeah <laughs> but I don't usually notice other people's idiosyncrasies right away and Ooh. so they won't bother me but then when I notice them then they start to bother me like a lot yeah like more than is deserved okay <laughs> which I don't like about myself like I Cause it, cause there's no like reason for it. Like I can know somebody for like three years and they could be doing something and I could never notice and thus never care. And then I notice it. And then I'm like, ugh, I wish that person would stop doing that.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's talk about Tyler. Um, What do you feel like are some of your idiosyncrasies? I have
0: so many. Um, The one that your daughter points out all the time is that I shake my leg all the time. Mm. I feel like that's a regularly relatively common one, but I'm like, I just like always have to be moving. I'm like really fidgety.
1: Okay. I think we need to talk about this one for a while.
0: Okay. <clears throat> what you want to talk about?
1: Uh. Well. Okay. So you uh, you acknowledge openly that you are a leg shaker. Yeah. Right. Okay. I've I've noticed this. I've been sitting next to you before at conferences where you've had the leg going.
0: Yeah. But I will say I don't notice unless somebody points it out.
1: Oh. Okay. What should I What should I do? Do you want me to do anything like whack you on the chest if you're shaking your leg, or do you prefer I just let it go?
0: Well, does it annoy you?
1: Uh. Sometimes. Yeah.
0: If it annoys you, I don't care if you tell me. Oh, um, so I the,
1: should say, Tyler, stop shaking your leg.
0: That's what your daughter does. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is like, I for that one specifically, I don't mind if you tell me, but I can't really stop mm. because it's not on purpose. Mm. Like, I'll, It's it's actually, I think that one is similar to me talking fast, where I can like focus on it and consciously stop myself from doing it for a time which I guess talking fast is probably another idiosyncrasy of mine. Yeah. Um. Like I can notice it and stop doing it for a time. But as soon as I'm not thinking about it, I'm doing it again.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get it. So, so
0: I don't mind if you tell me and I'll like try to focus and not do it. Mm-hmm. But I just want you to know, like, this is probably good, like therapy that we have this conversation in public on the podcast. Um. I just want you to know that if 15 minutes after you tell me not to, mm-hmm. I'm shaking my leg again. I'm not being like, like like disobedience or like I, like I'm not like trying to get on your nerves
1: no i get it cuz i've got an idiosyncrasy as well that i feel the same way about i could be called on it and like asked to like re- reconsider like, my participation in it but then like 15 minutes later just automatically start doing it again what's yours well i'll get to it in a second I okay just stay, stay with me it's, it's okay <laughs> i want to stay on the leg thing for a minute i um over the holidays uh we were with some family extended family and heard a story from my brother-in-law that they were at a play in Chicago. That they had, you know, paid good money for good seats, right? At this play, and the guy sitting next to my brother in law was just shaking his leg like the whole time.
0: Can I? Can I ask a question? Because I actually don't know the answer. Why is leg shaking annoying? I've never been annoyed by somebody shaking their leg, and I, the, I don't think that's me. Just like, like, haha, yeah, I they do it too. Like, I just yeah. like it. Just doesn't bother me.
1: Yeah. Well, I think one is there could be some kind of, um, it could be causing some shaking. Oh,
0: yes, that I understand. Seats
1: and stuff, which is annoying. If it's not causing any um, shaking of anything, like, I think it can still be annoying, but I'm not sure why. Maybe just because there's this, it's just unsettling, maybe, that your mind latches onto it. And it's Mm. like.
0: Like it, like, stresses you out. Yeah, just like
1: can you please like, like it's distracting maybe yeah, that's sure. the way to put it it's, okay. it's just a distraction in your mind so that's what happened to my brother-in-law like he just couldn't get his mind off it this guy's leg was just going a million miles an hour and you know you notice and then it's like he could not focus on the play so it totally ruined his experience Dang. so the thing is so I wanted to ask you since you were a, a leg shaker <clears throat> if you had been seated next to this guy at the play um number one do you think it would have bothered you that he was shaking his leg? And number two, would you have said something to him uh, and asked him to stop? Because uh, it was ruining your enjoyment of the
0: play. So so no, it wouldn't have bothered me. And thus, no, I wouldn't have said anything. But if it did bother me, I probably still wouldn't have said anything. Mm. But but it's hard for me to put myself into that like headspace. Because like I, I said before you told the story, I've never been bothered by somebody shaking their leg. Like, I if anything, I'm just amused by it. <laughs> but I also kind of like, like I said I'm super fidgety so somebody else shaking their leg is like, like like I listen to things the best when I'm driving and this might be true of a lot of people but like mm-hmm. what I listen to things the best when I'm driving or running or working at like when yeah. I'm doing something else is when I can focus on like hearing something mm-hmm. if I'm just sitting in my house like I've tried this before if I'm just like sitting in my house and I'm like I don't really want to watch anything I'm gonna listen to a podcast I get through like 30 seconds of the podcast and I just need to be doing something else. So then I like turn on the TV or something. Yeah, I get it. So, so for me, like a leg shaker is like almost kind of nice because then I can just look at them as I'm listening. It's like something to do with my eyes as I listen.
1: So when you go to a conference uh, where, you know, you've got to sit through two or three sessions, large group sessions a day, would you rather be just in the back of the room kind of hanging out, walking around listening than having to sit in a chair for an hour and a half
0: at a time? Um, maybe although there are like limits like i think specifically being like in the back of the room i think i would be disconnected enough from the speaker that i'd probably listen worse um but i will say like for for me i recognize that this is not true for a lot of people and sometimes it's not even true for me like sometimes i get like distracted but for me to like be on my phone while i'm listening to something can help me so much like if i'm just playing like a mindless like game mm-hmm. or like like literally just like the act of scrolling through something, even if I'm not really reading it like that, that kind of thing helps me focus. Hmm. I don't do it because it's not socially acceptable, but like, (laughs) I mean, sometimes I do, but I rarely do it because it's not socially acceptable. But yeah, like if you're out there and you hate leg shakers, I like, we're not trying to be annoying. (laughs) We're just trying to listen. (laughs) So my idiosyncrasy is
1: that I am often doing this like involuntary recreational breathing
0: you do that yes you do
1: (laughs) i just breathe in all sorts of weird ways like i'll blow into my fist like hold my breath for you know four seconds and then you know puff into my fist four times over and over
0: you don't know why you do it i I do
1: all kinds of weird things related to breathing you know i'll be sitting on the couch doing nothing and just start doing weird breathing stuff no i don't i don't know
0: why I, it's, it's silly because I did not learn that this was an idiosyncrasy of yours. Well, I knew that it existed basically the whole time I've known you, yeah. but I didn't know it was an idiosyncrasy until much more recently. Mm. I'll tell you the story. So I noticed quickly about you when you got here that you, there are certain things that you do in a conversation to try to like help somebody feel more comfortable. And I know that some of them you definitely do on purpose, mm. Um and I assumed that, like, the breathing was one of those things just to, like, be, like, relatable, like, or just like, oh, I don't necessarily have something to say, but I don't want there to be an awkward silence. So, yeah, I'm going to do something like that. Like, I'm just going to do, like, a big breath. Um, I didn't realize that it was just, like, a thing that you do, like, an idiosyncrasy until I was sitting in my office and I don't think you knew I was here. And you, like, walked in and as you were walking across the fellowship wall to your office, you were like, <gasps> <laughs> like, but it wasn't a sigh it was like a, it was like a more like specific thing i was like what are you doing and you were like i don't know I'm just breathing
1: <laughs> that's why i call it recreational breathing that's what it is yeah 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 just having fun with a uh, natural uh, body function i guess
0: i definitely think i have more idiosyncrasies than you Oh, yeah? Well, okay. But maybe that's just because I know myself. Do you think you have more than me?
1: Well, the only one I can think of right now is the recreational breathing. Okay. And, and you and admitted I think of... earlier to having, like, lots of them.
0: Well, and, like, we <clears> were <throat> talking about mine at lunch as well, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, like, I sniffle a lot, um, which, you know, as I walked up to yeah. your office one time recently, you said, I recognize that sniffle anywhere. <laughs> um. <laughs> I what else we said like a ton earlier now I'm going to forget them because again we're in public but um I can't blow my nose I think that's an idiosyncrasy
1: yeah I mean I I wonder sometimes there's a line between idiosyncrasy and like medical condition
0: you think (laughs) it's a medical condition that I can't blow my nose
1: well I kind of think so that's fine I mean an idiosyncrasy is something you do and the fact that you can't blow your nose is something that you don't
0: do that's true you're right so that one's not one. It's just a medical condition.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. I, I do think that most of mine are just related to being fidgety. Okay. Like talking fast is in there. Leg shaking is in there. I just am. I, I notice it again. I don't notice it until I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I like when I'm in, in the office working, unless I'm like typing, mm-hmm. I am like always like I always have something in my hands. Like you, if you look at my desk, you you would probably think like, oh, his desk has a bunch of like junk on it. But I use all of that junk just absentmindedly as I'm existing. Like There used to be a can of orange spray paint
1: on your desk for like years. That one I never used. Yeah, and it's gone now.
0: Yeah, I gave it away. Huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a jar of salsa right now. There's a, a little bottle of hot sauce. There's a big can of uh, uh, trail mix. Well,
0: you're looking at the wrong things. It's not the big stuff. It's more the little stuff. Like if you looked closer, you would see that there's like a pen cap with the top punched out of it. There's like the inside of a pen. There's a lot of pens, just in general. Like it's more like small stuff. There's uh that ball that's inside of the like glass canister. Like I, yeah. it, it's like all of the little stuff that I just like am absentmindedly playing with. There was one winter where I would constantly be use, like using a broom ball stick and a broom ball and just like hitting the broom ball around.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's wrap up this conversation on idiosyncrasies. What's the best way to handle someone else's idiosyncrasies? Should we just put up with them, or should we talk about it with them?
0: I mean, I f- this I feel like my answer to this is going to be the same as my answer to a lot of things we talk about. Is like if you can put up with it, just put up with it. Like, don't make a big deal about something that's not a big deal. Hmm. But if it like really, really bothers you to the point that it's like lowering your opinion of the person, okay. then yeah, it's probably worth talking about. And but but like, I think it's important to phrase it as like it's a it's a it's like it's a me problem. It's not a you problem. Like ah. I like I have huh. trouble with this. That's my thing. There's nothing actually wrong with you doing this. Uh-huh. But is there any way that you could try to stop? Yeah. when you're around me. Uh-huh.
1: And if the person says, yes, I'm willing to try, but please understand that I, a lot of this is just involuntary and just happens without me thinking.
0: So I uh, think that's the way the conversation should probably go. And yeah. then the other person should receive that with some understanding. Do you think you just gotta have grace for people, right? Like the person who's asking them to stop should have grace when they mess up. And the person who is asked to stop should have grace for the other person, like being annoyed by something that doesn't have to be annoying. Speaking of grace for people, is that what the third statement is not about that? It's about the Trinity.
1: Is the Trinity not a gracious Trinity?
0: Well, okay, obviously, but like, that's like, you just are like, oh, the Trinity's theology and grace's theology. So I'm going to combine those two. Exactly. I'll just say you've had better transitions. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes, I have. Um, How many persons, I'll ask the question. You want to give the answer? I would love to. How many persons... I love that phrasing, like persons. How many persons are there in God?
0: There are three persons in the one true and living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are the same in substance, equal in power and glory.
1: They are the same in substance, equal in power and glory. There's a... Line of theological thought that submits uh, that the son is uh, subservient to the father or subordinate to the father. It's called the like the eternal subordination of the son is like the technical term. Um, so people claiming that the father is actually higher in power and glory than the son. How would you? Uh okay, so that's flies in the face of what this statement says. This statement says Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are the same in substance, equal in power and glory. Um, so I, I mean if someone's gonna say that, they probably um are looking at some of the things that Jesus said, yeah, you know, how he's obedient to the Father and how um, the son will hand the kingdom back over to the father some of these type of statements in the bible that might lead someone to think that maybe the father is actually higher than the son Uh, is there anything you would say to someone who comes to you saying like hey shouldn't we see god the father as being like the highest in power and then the son by virtue of being like obedient to him doesn't that show that he's somehow subordinate to the father
0: uh i would say that the functional subordination of jesus to the father does not necessarily imply that he's like lower than the father mm. i would and then i would compare it to marriage so you talked about functional subordination flesh that out for us what is that mean? i i used the term but i would rather you define oh, it. okay <laughs> i know that that's the right answer but i don't feel like i could explain sure. it incredibly well
1: okay well i'll take a crack at it um it's been what? a while since I've looked at that particular issue.
0: But... If, yeah. If I was going to try in five seconds, I would say functional subordination means that in what Jesus was doing on earth and just what he's doing in general, he is like subordinating himself to the father. But that doesn't mean that he's less than the father.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now I I would say something similar to that, that in what theologians call the economy of the Trinity, <laughs> you know, just talking about the relationships that um, the son by by his own will um submits to the plan of the father that's like their functional relationship that the the son chooses to be in submission to the father's plan but that it does not imply or mean that the son is less than the father in any way yeah it is just part of the plan for redemption that the son accomplished the father's will by his own choice it's not like the son was had his arm twisted
0: yep the father was i was gonna say that's the that's the issue issue with saying that the father is greater and the son is like forced to submit is that then you then you can start thinking that the cross is like divine child murder like divine child sacrifice yeah like the father against the son's will but the son did it because he had to submit like murdered his son which is like that's not the story yeah Yeah, the story is that jesus chose the cross (laughs)
1: I, yeah, exactly. I, I wish I had, um, my Bible in front of me right now. I...
0: And so he's opening up his ESV study Bible. <laughs> yeah. As, but... as he does that, I will say that, um, I thought the silly thing about this question is that it seemed like in the first two questions, they were like super relatable questions that anyone would ask. <laughs> and then the third one is like, unless you are a, like, unless you're like a Christian or moving towards Christian theology, why would you ask the question? How many persons are in God? Hey, you um... want to be on the podcast?
1: Sure. just in time calvin
0: hey this is calvin We were in need of a good theologian i'll throw all this off you can sit here we're talking about the trinity
1: oh <laughs> calvin's brain should be all fired up and ready to go because i believe that he just finished taking uh, a test yeah is that right calvin <clears throat> what was the yeah. subject of your test uh geometry oh nice how'd it go i feel pretty good nice
0: was it a retake or the original
1: original nice Calvin uh, is going to miss school tomorrow. He's headed out on a trip, so had to take a test in advance. Um, Good to have you, son. Glad you're here. I was just in the process of explaining why the son is not subordinate to the father. Uh, Uh, So
0: means less than or
1: less than. (laughs) So here's a good verse of John 14, verse 31. Jesus talking about his obedience says, but I do as the father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. That's one of my favorite verses in John. I do as the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. I think it's the only time um, in the New Testament or anywhere in the Bible where it's said that the Son loves the Father. Mm -hmm. Uh, We read other times the Father loves the Son, but I think this is the only time we read that the Son loves the Father. So the basis of obedience is love. And not um demand.
0: Would you use the would you use marriage as an example or no?
1: (laughs) Woo, look at that. Our time is up. 30 minutes.
0: Bye. Maybe I shouldn't use marriage as an example. I will not use it anymore unless Matt says I can. Bye.